0: You are listening to the Swap Moto Live podcast show, brought to you by our friends at OGO. Sweetie. <laughs>
1: so <do you> <laughs> I'd run it. She's funny. <clears throat>
0: Did you catch the Godzilla at the end? <laughs> yeah. You know what that was. <laughs> so, hey, uh, you are listening to the Swap Moto Live podcast show, presented by OGO. I'm um, here in Corona, California at the Honda Test Track. Inside the mobile Toyota Vescondido recording studio with my good buddy uh, Christian Craig of the Geico Honda team. So, um, it is uh, Tuesday morning, 8 o'clock, and we're here. You've got a long day of testing ahead of you, correct?
1: I do, so I made you come here to me so we can get this thing done soon.
0: (laughs) A little bit easier than... uh,
1: going to
0: your studio at home yeah (laughs) studio at home would be my truck parked in the driveway
1: (laughs) hey this thing's legit we're making it work
0: so uh hey you just got home from uh new zealand yeah and uh it looked like it was muddy at one point but how did the, the race go for you i know you won the super bowl
1: yeah it was fun um last minute call to to go there um I've always wanted to go to Australia and then obviously New Zealand's pretty close to there. So, Mm -hmm. um, I said yes. and, And we booked our flight that night and, um, like, yeah, last minute, but it was fun. We had a blast. It was just me and my mechanic there. Um, everybody there took care of us pretty well. And then weather was awesome until we woke up for race day and it started raining. So, um, kind of a long day in the mud, but, um, we had fun though. It was cool. Like we had the super pole, like, like you said, and, and. I, got, I actually won that, so I was pretty excited. I didn't get anything for it except for a first gate pick for the mains, but it's just something, you know, you can um, have confidence for. You know, it's like, you know, I was the fastest guy that night for one lap, but um, the mains didn't go that well for me, but I um, had a crash in the first one, and then and then it was a triple crown format, so I went 8-3-4 four for fourth overall. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to get a podium for sure. Um, I know I was capable of it, but like i said a couple crashes or just a crash held me back from a a good podium position
0: um how did you end up going to that race so last minute um
1: my agent lucas um he got a call from those guys when one of the riders that was supposed to go backed out um last minute so they were looking for riders and um i i was like yeah i'll for sure do it so i jumped right on it and um it worked you know we we had fun and um I flew out on a Tuesday night, got there on a Thursday, and um, flew home on Sunday. So it was quick, quick trip, but we did get to enjoy the city a little bit in, in Auckland and um, got to meet some cool people.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, man, how long is that flight? Is it, That's like the furthest place away you can go from California, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so we flew to <coughs> Australia first. It was 15 hours, and then there was a four-hour flight from there oh. um, to Auckland, New Zealand. Yeah. So. Uh, I made Paige, my wife, book me first class, um, on the way there, so I had, on the way back also, so I had a lay-down seat, or laydown bed, um, mm-hmm. so that made it, you know, a lot easier to, to deal with, and I got to sleep quite a bit, but, um, my poor mechanic was stuck in the back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I was kind of surprised that you went without the family, it seems like you do everything as a unit.
1: Yeah, for sure, and then it, it was weird, because that was the longest I've left, you know, not Jagger, but the little one our little girl um you know I've been gone for a couple days away from them but not that long so uh, it was weird and then I was on the other side of the world I felt like I was so far away Mm -hmm. so um luckily it was just a quick trip so it went by pretty fast but uh Paige is actually going to this Geneva Supercross I'm going to this weekend we've had that planned for a while now so um little vacation for us and um she she kind of needs it she's uh she's been busy with two kids so um Couple days away, will uh, you know be good for her.
0: Yeah, um, man, how much is a ticket to go <laughs> to not New cheap. Zealand?
1: It's not cheap. First
0: class, and then the, the promoter probably pays you back for that, correct?
1: Uh, they or, help. They help out with it, but uh,
0: but you spend over and above that yeah. to go first class, right?
1: Yeah, I I think it's worth <laughs> it for to get a lay down bed. Um, yeah, I'd rather be rested and spend more money and feel good on the way there and the way back, um, then feel tired and have to sit in the back and be, you know, be sore with your lower back and your legs just, you know, just tired. So, um, it's worth it to me (laughs) in the long run. So I'll I'll pay a little extra for
0: it. You know, the only time I've flown, uh, better than coach internationally was, uh, when Narita flew me to Japan to watch him win the title a couple years ago. And I was so (laughs) pumped on the seat, the way it laid down everything. And it was so fancy that I, like, didn't want to fall asleep because I wanted <laughs> to experience it. But
1: Yeah, and then you get some cool meals. You know, you get spoiled on those things, um, but you're paying for it. Um, so, I mean, I'm not spoiled at all, but I'd I'd rather spend a little extra to, to have that yeah. on the way there.
0: Um, okay, so in New Zealand, obviously uh, Chad Reed won, correct? Yeah. Was he just, like, on fire in front of his, like, semi-hometown country?
1: Or, I don't know what yeah, it was. That was the
0: dumbest thing I ever said hometown country
1: yeah so i mean he's australian which is it's a three-hour flight away yeah. but um he has a lot of fans there also and he's a, he's always a crowd favorite mm-hmm. um any, anywhere he is and um he didn't do that good in, in oz x i think he I don't, I don't even know what happened but um i knew he's gonna be good there on saturday night i knew dean was gonna be good and also brayton mm-hmm. but um, the mud would, was was tricky, and then Reed literally whole shot at every every main event. And um, after the first lap, you know, you break away; it's hard to, to catch up. So uh, he rode good. Um, he does those little things every once in a while in the races, you know, and and shows his speed and <coughs> he's unstoppable like that. So um, it was cool to race him. And then I spent the couple days before that, you know, we we did some stuff in the city and, and we hung out. And he's such a good dude. So. Um, You know, I love being around him and and trying to learn more and and just all the knowledge he has. So it's Mm
0: cool. Well, what was New Zealand like? I mean, I saw the videos of you guys goof around on the boats and and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, it was, it kind of was like American theme in a way. Um, So I didn't feel like I was somewhere foreign
0: it doesn't feel as foreign when they're speaking english no
1: so that was that was nice and maybe that's why like i enjoyed it more Mm -hmm. um other than like going to france where you don't understand anybody so um yeah i mean there was a casino right next to our our hotel i went over there and gambled like the morning of the race just because it was kind of a rain delay so went and played some blackjack there was uh this big thing called the sky tower where you can go up pretty high and then uh reed reed and brayton got to uh pretty much hang off the side of it which was scary and i wouldn't have done if i got offered so (laughs) um just cool little things like that Uh, you know is is that
0: the thing that taka wrote around
1: yeah it's called the sky tower so you can jump off of it also and and propel down but yeah i wasn't even going close to that stuff
0: yeah that's terrible (laughs) (laughs) uh so geneva how long has it been on the the plans for you to go geneva
1: it's been in the works for a while now um (laughs) page my wife talks to the promoter there eric. eric yeah like i feel like it's a year ahead that she, she she'll she send him a text you know <laughs> i'm like hey we want to go yeah she'll be like hey he's he's available and uh it's good because i love the the extra gate time um the traveling is actually is obviously hard but it's cool for my wife to go experience this stuff and places that you never get to go to so mm-hmm. um this is a new race for me i've never been to geneva and I'm looking forward to it. It's usually cold, and I've I've seen the the, uh, track before, you know, in past years, and it looks good, so Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to it.
0: That race is kind of cool because the hotel is literally across the street.
1: That's what I heard, and Brayton's going to it, um, and he was telling me about it, and so he says uh, I'll love it there, so I'm looking
0: forward to it. When you go to these races on a 450, uh, what do you take with you, and, like, does – factory honda help support you on it or is it a full geico thing?
1: <clears throat> no these these races are full uh geico mm-hmm. you know and um i just bring parts i, I stuff my gear bags full of, of parts and then um we pack some tires up and that's about it uh, there's some riders that that ship their bikes out a month before or a couple weeks before and i'm sure it's nice but by the time um we pay all that stuff it's it's uh i'd rather just bring parts so yeah just little stuff i mean it's a stock motor that i ride and i have no problem with it Mm um it's a it's not a points paying race and it doesn't matter for like a championship and this isn't what you're paid what i'm paid to do this is just go over there have some fun um enjoy a different scenery i'd say and then get some um, gate time. yeah gate time which is what what i want now is why i jumped on the new zealand thing is i haven't raced since may so the more gate time i can get before a1 um the better
0: yeah How hard is it to take parts with you? Because, like, (laughs) when we were on our way to Paris, I was in line behind Vince Freeze. And the ladies were trying to make... He was taking tires. Yeah. And I guess he had four tires taped together and it was too much weight. So they were trying to make him put these tires in these plastic bags. And I was just kind of ridiculous thing. but, like, I've heard horror stories about, like... uh, I think Josh Hill's shocked they like, let the nitrogen out or something because they didn't yeah, want Yeah,
1: and then suspension, a lot of people's suspension doesn't make it. So um, I don't know why. I mean, I don't know why the airlines freak over that stuff. Maybe they see the oil in the in the forks or something. But <clears throat> So my suspension made it there fine, and mm-hmm. I, that was one thing I was stressed about. I'm like, if I doesn't make it there, I'm not going to be able to race. I can't do stock suspension. Yeah. And then on the way home, <laughs> we uh, get back to LAX, and... My mechanic grabs the bags and he's like, "One feels light," so he opened it up and the suspension's missing. Oh no! And so we're dealing with that right now. Um, luckily, we 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 found it, we think, in in Auckland, and we're gonna have some of the guys that are still there uh, ship it back. But
0: did like the airlines take it out?
1: The airline took it out and they left a little note saying, "Shock absorbers are are gone," blah blah blah, and then. It says at the end, you know, if, if this isn't claimed, um, that it can be disposed. <laughs> so oh, that scared shit. us. Um, it would be my fault, you know, like if, it, if we didn't get it back, I'd have to pay for it out of my own pocket and you know, that's, that's fine. You know, I, I want to do this race. So, um, luckily we found it and hopefully we can get it back here in a couple of weeks, but just little things like that. It's tough mm-hmm. um, and it does help whenever you ship your bike, you don't have to worry about that stuff. So, um, yeah but we're risking it
0: (laughs) yeah so you have a a whole different set you're taking with you to geneva
1: (laughs) yeah and luckily um we threw a set of my suspension in cole seeley's crate (laughs) because he shipped a bike there a couple weeks ago so we had that planned out already and then the new zealand trip got so last minute that we had to fly with our stuff Mm -hmm. so we don't have to worry about this weekend
0: nice nice so uh Cole's going with you then or he's going as well
1: yeah me and Cole have both had this plan for a while and he's also doing I think Italy um it's in a couple weeks but uh it's gonna be fun you know it's my training partner we ride and train together every day and I get to racing this weekend so it should be a good time
0: nice uh 2019 you are uh back on a 250 yeah and it's funny because you've been recruited to uh fill in on a 450 so many times now I feel like you've proven your worth on it. Were you holding out for a 450 offer from someone before you committed to race 250 this year?
1: Um, I didn't hold out. I I signed my 250 deal like in Supercross, but um, say Factory Honda or a factory team needed me, um, the guy co would have let me out, mm-hmm. and you know they understand that a four, you know we all are working for a 450 deal, so um you know nothing came up and it's tough right now for 450 guys not a lot of people are are getting rides and Mm -hmm. then there's not a lot of teams out there so um i'm in back in the 250 class and i'm fine with that um people love to say that i'm faster on a 450 but it's just because i race that more (laughs) you know i haven't really i've won supercross on a 250 but it was a while and out ago and um I still feel like I can still I, I can win and, and win a championship. Maybe this is what I need is is to keep racing this 250 and improve and to myself. And then once maybe I, I win a championship, I'll get the 450 ride I've been working for.
0: Mm-hmm. So you won the <laughs> uh, the 250 Supercross uh, what two, was two years ago, three years, three years now. ago. Um, you've definitely run up front since then. What has been lacking, do you think? Um or what, what what happened that night. That you know,
1: like? I look back at that night all the time and, and I'm like, what did I do differently <laughs> that that I'm not doing now? Um you know, it, it, I say I'm working harder, I'm putting in more laps than I was. Um I, I don't know, it's it's mainly it was just my starts that year. Literally I hole shot at everything and I put myself in a good position to win. Mm-hmm. And on that night, everything just clicked. So I just need to keep working towards putting myself in the in the right position, and what, that's up front every race. So I'd say I've been struggling a little bit on that. Um, the past couple of years, is, I'm just not as consistent on the starts. So that's my goal this year is to, no matter what, be up front on the start and, and see what it plays out.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, on the track, your, your whoop speed is always your strength that that really shines through over everybody else like yeah. if you're battling with somebody and i'm watching i just go wait till they get to the whoops you know
1: yeah no i know it's a. Uh, that's been my strength since i've ever raced supercross so um it's funny that i hear it a hundred times during on race day it's like oh, what are you doing the whoops it's so much faster i'm like this is how i do it you know mm-hmm. it's just what i do i can't explain like what i do differently than anybody um but it's just my strength and, and I love when, when they build the big whoop. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <clears throat> I'm trying to be the guy that is good all around, not just in the whoops now. So yeah. that's something I'm working on also.
0: Where, where do you, uh, where do you get your riding style from? Like you're, you're always real smooth. Yeah. It looks like you're, you're one of the guys that's so naturally talented. You don't have to try real hard. Um, has your style always been like that? And did you ever emulate someone? Or
1: I'd say my style was always like that, and I think it's from BMX. Mm-hmm. Not I think. I, I know it's from BMX. Um, growing up racing that, you have to be so precise with, with racing bicycles, and every little thing on jumps or manualing, it all counts. So I, when I transitioned to racing, I think that I brought that style with me. Um, it's funny, like... <clears throat> it looks like I'm going slow out there, but then you put a time on and, you know, I'm I'm right up there with the top guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you look at some guys and it looks like they're going four seconds a lot faster than you. And you put a time on and and they're slower. So yeah. it's deceiving, but um, I'd rather do it the way I'm doing is um, just be smoother and hit your marks and um, be fast where you can, but don't push the limit to where it's on. I, I don't like being on the edge too much. Um, I feel like, if I ride in my not my comfort zone, but no I to where I know where I can ride, um mm-hmm. that's where I'm the best.
0: What's funny about that <laughs> is you look so smooth and you say you like riding in the comfort zone, yeah, and then you see that heart rate data on your <laughs> on the <TV. clears> t <throat> v yeah, is that you're just genetically you're predisposed to have a high heart rate, correct,
1: yeah, and we've worked on that like I've told my trainer that, but he, there's nothing I can do um but I mean.
0: If you're at 190, you're probably much more comfortable than someone else at 190. Correct? So I mean, yeah. That's yeah. That's your body. Yeah.
1: Like some people can't hold 190; they'll they'll pass out. Um, mm-hmm. It's funny because we do we did a fitness test, and so we know where our zones are. Um, and so when me and Cole, Ceeley, go on bike ride, if like, I'm always 10 beats higher than him. <clears throat> so, like if I'm looking at my heart rate and it's at 145, I can guess his heart rate right away. <laughs> you know, like, and we're right next to each other. So, yeah. it's just little things like that. And we're both huffing and puffing. You know, we're both tired, um, but we're just, he's 10 beats lower. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that he sh- he's more fit than me. I'd say I would just, it's just the way we're programmed.
0: Like, what is your max? What's the highest number you've seen?
1: The highest number I've seen is 216. So, holy
0: shit is that racing or training <clears throat>
1: no that was just riding at milestone one day supercross
0: 216 yeah
1: so i looked down at my watch and i saw 216 and um a lot of people like to like hide their numbers but i wore my the lit pro hard strap all all last year and <clears throat> it was on the big screen and i was sitting at 200 mid-race at like anaheim or something um but i think it's funny because people freak out over that and yeah. i'm like you know, I'm fine at 200, yeah. sit still pushing.
0: Yeah. What is your resting heart rate then, like, when you wake up? <clears throat>
1: it's, it's usually, like, around 55 to 60.
0: See, that's still, like, lower than an average person.
1: No, it's. I think that's pretty like, high. Is,
0: no, is an average resting heart rate 62 for, like, a non I'm not sure. Athlete. That's, that's what I think.
1: But, I mean, for an athlete, I'd say it's pretty high. Yeah. Um, but.
0: You know who's ridiculous with their heart rate is tickle, hot. How low it is? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I know. There's just some riders I've heard their numbers and it's just like, wow. And it can mess with you in the head a little bit. And I'm like, I can take it and be like, am I not fit enough? Or like, what? why is he lower? But <laughs> I just got to th- throw the watch out the window some days and not worry about it. And um, that's what I'm doing is just do what I'm doing and keep working.
0: Yeah. Well, hey, let's take a real quick break for a commercial. And uh, when we get back, I'm going to go to Instagram where I solicited some questions. Be right back. Ogeo has been around for three decades, but it was in 2001 that the brand forever changed the way we all think about gear bags. With never-seen-before features, like specific storage compartments for your boots, goggles, helmets, and more, the Ogeo 9800 is the most popular gear bag in motocross. Visit ogeopowersports.com.
1: What's up, this is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order.
0: Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Life podcast for additional discounts in the shop.
1: Hey, what's up guys, Malcolm Stewart. This off-season, I've been training harder than ever getting ready for 2019, and I've been using Rhino Power supplements before,
0: during, and after my training and has made a big difference, especially the motivation pills. Use Swap Moto as your discount code at checkout for 10% off your purchase plus free shipping on rhinopower.com. Welcome back to the Swap Moto Live podcast show presented by OGO. Uh, Once again, I'm here with Christian Craig at the Honda Test Track on a Tuesday morning. And uh, so Christian, yesterday, I'm sure you saw I put on Instagram that oh, yeah. I'd be sitting down with you today.
1: Skip the Cole Seely <laughs> questions. It looked like
0: Cole Seely was just blowing you up. Yeah, he's
1: like a super fan sometimes. He is, isn't he? Yeah. So I know huh. he just wants to be like me, and you know it's all right.
0: Well, we should address a couple of the Cole Seely questions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? What? Okay. <clears throat> What is uh, what is tire sauce? (laughs) What kind of sauce do you use on your RC car? Tire sauce.
1: So I'll just keep it short. It's Cole Sealy got me hooked on RC car racing.
0: um, In your defense, was that was because you were hurt, right? Yeah. So
1: I was dealing with ACL, (laughs) and I was bored. And then I saw his RC car one day at home, and I'm like, dude, that's sweet. I want to I want to try it. And then next week, he bought me one. Like he literally bought me his same car. And I've been hooked ever since. Like, I go at least once a week, every week, and I race.
0: And you guys go to, like, an indoor stadium? No,
1: it's not indoor stadium, but it's called OCRC. And that's the only place I go to. And Uh I have my little buddies there. So I love it. It's something else to get your mind off of racing. But So tire sauce, you put this this stuff on. They call it tire conditioner. You put it on your tires before you go on the track, and you get more grip. (laughs) And it helps huge. Like, this is huge. Everybody does it anybody that's racing rc cars you do tire sauce before so yeah so uh
0: have you tried it on your dirt bike no
1: (laughs) i should here especially at honda where it's hard pack because that's rc car tracks are hard pack and we're just looking for more grip so yeah i'm i mean i use the sticky kicks and uh, i kind of have a little sponsorship there
0: (laughs) so when you go to the rc car track uh how many other adults are there versus kids
1: uh i'd say jaggers only kid Really <laughs> he it's has almost... a couple buddies that, that come every once in a while but um it's mainly like twenty five and older um,
0: really wow. but it's
1: cool uh, and how
0: many uh like motocross crossover fans are there there Do you oh every,
1: everybody there um loves motocross really? so
0: so you, you, know, you, you get it recognized right when you walk in
1: yeah yeah right away and then they have jerseys hanging on the wall and there's stories of Villapoto dropping some a lot of money there. <laughs> um, I've heard some stories. They tell me a lot about him, about how much he's spent there. Um, they have his jersey hanging on the wall. Uh, who else? They have Tomac, Barsha, just some just random riders um, that got hooked like I am right uh-huh. now. Um, <laughs> it's cool, though. It's it's fun. It translates in a way. Um, I know you're just holding it remote,
0: but it's a lot more you than You have that. no lines and traction yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Okay, the other question uh, I like is, uh, Alex Myshack says, do you use baby wipes? What does that refer to?
1: I don't know what he what he means about that. That's the brother-in-law. So. Is that after you poo? I'm guessing the baby wipe thing. I don't use baby wipes. I know that's the new thing nowadays. They have, like, man baby wipes that you can buy, but yeah. I'm not on that program.
0: You just like sweaty mountain bike gloves.
1: <laughs> yeah, or sock <laughs> <laughs> when you're up and stuck in the mountains.
0: Oh, man. Um, Let's see. What else? Uh, T. Cloxtus says, you better watch out. Hayden Deegan's going to take that number. (laughs) Is 32 Hayden Deegan? No, No, I'm 38. Oh, 38. Yeah,
1: Yeah, he's 38. And I'm sure in like four or five years he will, but I'll have a single digit by then, so I'm not worried.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And then uh, KVA36 says, "What cars y'all running?" I don't know if he's talking about RC cars. RC cars. It, RC cars. Yeah,
1: I'm a Team Associated. Um, I got a little sponsorship through him now, making my way up in the RC car ranks.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh, here's a shit talker. A Paracat says, "How does it feel to know Chad Reed flogged you on Saturday uh, at Super Supercross?" I didn't see that
1: one. I mean, he's a legend, and. In- I mean I know he's older but he's still got it. That's all right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um hey, switching switching subjects here a little bit. You're uh you've got two kids now. Yeah. And remember we were having breakfast and I was like, Man, I thought having two kids would just be like twice as hard, but it's like three times as hard. I mean, do you have the same experience as I did? Yeah, it's it's a
1: lot harder. Um But we love it in a way still. It's having another one um it's a lot more work on the wife and me when i get home from a long day of testing and riding but um to see them grow is, is still the best thing mm-hmm. and to see like a little bit of you and a baby you know yeah. um we love it you know we wouldn't train anything for it so two kids like yeah like i said is a lot but um we have like a mini jagger now so it's pretty
0: yeah. cool uh how how far apart are they um almost four up? years four years yeah okay so like yeah yeah, it's the same gap I have Mine mine are three years apart
1: yeah and then we didn't we didn't plan it or want it to be like that it was just whenever we you know whatever happened happened but um Jagger loves it it's cool um he loves his little sister and he's starting to realize you know when she's doing more she's starting to roll over now and Mm -hmm. and smile so when he gets her to smile he loves it too so um, just to see them grow together is
0: awesome nice is there any uh, indication that she's going to be as as wide open as Jagger?
1: Oh, she already is. She's <laughs> she's. I feel like she's more hyper already than him. Um, but that's just how we are. You know, me and Paige are both hyper. So you know, you can't expect a calm baby.
0: Yeah. How did you choose your kids' names?
1: <clears throat> um. So Jagger came from Michael Rocco's kid. Uh, his name, one of his kids' name is Jagger. Yeah. And. That stood out. You know, me and Paige both agreed on that. So we liked Jagger. And then Lennon, Paige came up with that one. And then, obviously, Mick Jagger uh, and then John Lennon. So when we heard Lennon, we're like, oh, you know, that goes with John Lennon and then Mick Jagger. So uh, we're not, like, big fans of, of music or anything like that. It's just something little, you know, that we can say. Um, <coughs> something what, different. What, what
0: are their middle names?
1: Jagger is Jagger J., and then Lennon is Lennon Lee, so.
0: Oh, the letters.
1: Yeah, like the letters, and then Jagger's J because of uh, the father-in-law is Jeff, so we wanted to go with a J, mm-hmm. um, but it's J A Y, so um, it's cool. You know, we love it, and it's it's a lot of work, like I said. But Jagger's going to school now, and it's just, you know, we, me and Paige will sit back now and be like, look at. Look at Jagger now. You know, like, look how he's like a little mini adult, and <laughs> like literally he'll he'll wake up before us at like five thirty, and we'll come out and he'll be on his iPad with his blanket with a snack open already, sitting on the couch, and then he'll come out and be like, or we'll come walking out, and he'll be like, "Good morning," and we're <laughs> like, "What?" <laughs> so it's pretty funny. Um, yeah, I mean, just to see him grow is is awesome, and then um, yeah, we're loving it right now.
0: Nice. Uh, it's been—it's not been a year yet, but you guys moved to Orange County away yeah. from uh, from Corona. The, the other day, I was, i rode—I rode my mountain bike up that horrible hill that we've done a few times. Yeah, and it was funny coming back down the hill. I could look over into the retreat. Yeah, where you used to live, and so you, Christian, lived in a uh, a gated community in Corona called the Retreat. And your house, your backyard was the golf course correct yeah so that golf course at the retreat has gone out of business yeah in the back the, the golf course is literally like brown gone it looks like a fire hazard yeah. you know like is that part of the reason you guys decided to move because you didn't want your backyard <laughs> to be like that after
1: no we loved it there um but we've always wanted to live closer to the beach
0: mm-hmm.
1: even when we lived in corona where we'd always like Paige would always go head down that way um, go to Irvine or, or the beach area. And so when the time came up, we looked for a place closer to the beach. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we can't afford Costa Mesa or Newport. You know, mm-hmm. it's all too pricey for us. But 15 minutes inland from there is orange, and uh, we love it. Small yeah. little town. Uh, we have a small little house now, and uh, just it's just rad. We love it. We're, like, in between perfect area for jagger to go towards the beach and page and then me to come to the tracks inland so mm-hmm. <clears throat> you get away from your job which is racing dirt bikes a little bit and get to enjoy some good weather and good town so
0: yeah the, your neighborhood's really cool and it's, it's easy access you have the toll road on one side and yep. 55 no. on the other
1: yeah we love it um and then there's mountain bike trails right by my house i could ride my bike there and then just little things like that so you know, we picked a good town, and that's where we're going to raise our kids.
0: Yeah. And you guys, I think Paige said you guys are the youngest people in the neighborhood by uh, far? Oh, by far. Our ta-
1: our little <clears throat> block it was built in the 60s, like our house was built in the late 60s, but it was remodeled a couple times. But a lot of the original owners are still there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so there's not a lot of kids in our area yet, so Jagger's the only one that rides his stay stick around and-, <laughs> <laughs> and makes noise around the little block that we live in um but the neighbors seem to not mind it so far yeah dude the the
0: the neighbor kind of to the the right side of your house if you're looking at your house yeah across the street yeah that's the neighbor that was just laughing at me when jagger took a shit on the lawn (laughs) when i was watching him
1: yeah i mean they'll seem to like look at us and just be like look at those people you know (laughs) And they're just being quiet where jaggers just wide open, running everywhere, driving r c cars riding his bike, leaving stuff out on the lawn, like yeah, it's just uh it's awesome though we have a little pool in the backyard, and uh you know we love it,
0: yeah the uh the good thing about where you live, I think, is there's so many good restaurants, yeah, I mean, a little hole in the walls, I mean like out here, dude, Corona sucks. <laughs>
1: I wouldn't say it sucks, but yeah, down by where I live, there's just little little places that are really good to eat. Um, you have the circle in, in Orange, yeah, that we love to go to, and um, just random places. You know, it's awesome. We we're just close to everything that we we usually go to, so um, yeah, we love it.
0: Has Cole gotten you over to uh, Tabu Shabu yet?
1: He got us over there once.
0: Oh, you did try it?
1: Yeah, and it was good. Right? So I haven't been back since he got us over there that one time, but um, I plan on going back there soon.
0: Yeah, that place is awesome. <laughs> I know that you're real close-minded with food. You you think everything's gonna give yeah. you diarrhea?
1: Yeah, I, I'm not a big like eater. Like I kind of stick to my own thing, and uh, I don't like to try new stuff. But that was a good. That was some good stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, getting back to racing, what are you doing West Coast this year? Do, yeah. Do you know yet? You are doing West. Yeah. All right, so I think Adam will be west.
1: I'm not sure about any other racers. It's it's always up in the air with the other teams. Yeah. Um, we're still a month out, but, you know, I'd say some most of the guys that raced west last year will be back there mm-hmm. um, unless something happens. But since I'm based in California, um, it makes sense for me to race west. So, and I, I'm literally 10 minutes from Anaheim Stadium, so. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> whenever that comes up, I think all the everybody on the team knows what I'm racing, and you know I'm not going to hide it. That's what I want to do. So,
0: and then uh, the hard pack stuff probably suits you better than the the ruddy yeah East coast stuff, right?
1: I'd say so. And I mean, you go to Honda track, and it's it's hard packed, not a lot of ruts, and that's just what California is. But so it it you know that's just what I grew up on, and. That's what I'd say I'd I'd favor. Mm
0: -hmm. Are you healthy right now? Like, you got all the metal out of your body and everything, and, like, where's your fitness right now?
1: I'd say I'm in a pretty good spot. I mean, mean, you ask any rider right now, they're going to say they're the best shape they've ever been in, Mm -hmm. and they're the best they've they've been riding. But uh, (laughs) I'm in a good spot, I'm just going to say, and and I feel (coughs) like um, I can contend for a championship for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, riding with Cole every day, it just it just pushes me to be better and, and faster. So, you know, I'm just trying to get better every day and, and try to fill in those those pieces that I'm missing. Mm-hmm. That all, you know, it's been haunting me from getting a championship or fighting for a title. So I want to get a red plate and, and hold that number one plate up, you know, come Vegas.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that uh, last year when the team... Switched over, and since you're on a 450, you got uh uh, you wore Fox gear. Yeah. And you're telling me that you're pumped because it's the first time you wore Fox, you know?
1: Yeah, ever. And
0: and before that, even, I remember we were talking, you are I wanna wear Fox someday. <laughs> so it's like, how is it being in shift? I mean, it's.
1: It's similar to Fox. <laughs> um, obviously, they're kind of like sister companies or brother, whatever they call them. Um, but yeah, when I heard that we were switching and i got to wear fox and 450 outdoors it was like a dream come true for me you know it's just gear but growing up i never got to wear fox anything and always the fast kids and amateur had fox and i was always jealous of them but um i'd say i'm in the best stuff now Mm -hmm. and and i love it you know i i go there because we're not far from the their headquarters in irvine so i go there and mess around with beaks and um it's just awesome it's a cool company, and obviously they're the best so
0: mm-hmm.
1: um pumped to be in there
0: so I know you guys are wearing fox helmets this year, but are yeah. you staying in a star's boots
1: We're in a star boots <coughs> um I'm not sure about the contract situation and that, but mm-hmm. yeah fox helmet hundred percent goggles shift gear and alpine star boots so i've I've never had a problem with with alpine star boots i've I've loved their stuff and now they come out with a new tech ten and mm-hmm. I'm running it and you know i love it so um yeah i think my whole setup is nothing beats it
0: yeah it's pretty sick i yeah. know she got a couple of helmets painted
1: yeah i had a buddy um painting a helmet for me he's actually going to paint one up for geneva also i get to pick it up today but uh, just cool little stuff and then you know when you feel when you feel good or when you look good you yeah is there good. really
0: something to that oh you know, for james sure james always said Look good, feel good, ride good.
1: Oh, it's huge. Like, when I put that Fox gear on, I dropped a second. No. <laughs> Nothing against Alias or any other company. Um, it's just Fox's stuff is just something I've always wanted to wear. Um, mm-hmm. So, like I said, I'm just pumped to be in it.
0: What uh, What other, like, personal sponsors are you carrying over into this year? Are you still with Rhino Power? Yeah, so... Oh, well, we had a Rhino Power commercial just now. yeah.
1: So I'm still Rhino Power. Um, I mean, it's, I've always been, you know, since. Yeah.
0: All right. So I know you. Now. I know you. You drink the protein. <coughs> yeah. And the hydration stuff. Do you? Do you ever mess with the, the capsules, endurance, and motivation?
1: So not the motivation pills or endurance. I just use the recovery pills.
0: Hmm.
1: Um. I try not to put too much of that stuff in my body. You don't need to make your body kind of survive on that. Yeah. You know. you you were made to perform without anything really mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff just helps you so i love the hydration mix the protein and the recovery pills for sure that's my everyday thing
0: yeah i dude i i dig the i really like the uh the motivation and the, and the endurance pills for mountain biking yeah except i messed up one time and took too many motivations <laughs> and they kind of motivated me to lose a sock <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've taken some motivator <coughs> pills. Um, they get, definitely get you going, that's yeah. for sure.
0: Um, what else? So you've got that. Um,
1: I've always been along. Adidas guy? Yeah, I've always been on Adidas since I was on Troy Lee Honda days. Um, just love the, the guy over there that, that helps us out, and he's he's more like family now. I wouldn't say he's even a sponsor. It's more just like a family member. So um, support them. I have a RC car sponsorship. <laughs> I really do, that I run on my helmet. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, nothing too crazy, though. Just keeping it simple right now and um, keeping a small circle, you know, around me. That's my biggest thing is not to let let too many people in my circle and tell me too many different things. I just keep it simple and uh, just put him in the work. That's all it is.
0: Are you still training with uh, Blake?
1: Yeah, so me and Cole still train with Blake. and
0: um, So is Blake is it just like Blake Savage training or is he an extension of uh Kane's guy?
1: Um it, it's a little bit with Peter Park. Um he learns from him, mm-hmm. but I only talk to Blake. So mm-hmm. I'll talk to Peter at the races here and there, but all my programs come from Blake and he tells us what to do at the track also. He's actually writing our programs for riding and that's something new this year and then uh yeah, I mean it's me and Cole pretty much wide open every day.
0: Mm -hmm. what uh what's your typical week like right now approaching the season is it uh riding three days a week Um, gym every day it's
1: it's pretty busy um i ride i'd say normal week is ride four days a week with wednesday off and then uh wednesday we still train we still train somewhat every day and then uh saturdays and sundays we take off but Sunday's the only day I don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Everything, every other day, is we we do something, you know. Yeah. So, no, I'm enjoying it. I love it. I, I took the whole summer off with my ACL, so um, I'm not complaining. Riding almost every day. I love it.
0: Right on. Well, hey, it uh, looks like some of the team is showing up now to uh, get your testing going. What are you testing today?
1: Uh, new motor stuff, some suspension, and... Some stuff that's going to make me go faster.
0: Yeah. Are you guys on the 19s yet?
1: Um, I'm I'm not sure. Yeah. (laughs) I really don't know. I just, I get on the bike and ride it and tell them if it's good or not.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Is is your bike a lot different right now than it was last year?
1: Yeah. So a lot of improvements. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: Because last year the bike was all new and you
1: were
0: kind of developing. It It wasn't
1: a bad bike last year at all, but there's always room for improvement. So we're in a good spot right now.
0: Yeah. Right on. Well, hey, uh, thanks for joining me here this morning. And if you liked this podcast, subscribe to our channel. Uh, I don't know if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, but uh, comment, like, send me suggestions, etc. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Swap Moto Live podcast show, presented by Ogio and hosted by my dad Don Mera. Thanks for listening.